Uh, hello, this is Lanny D'Angelo, uh, December 7th, 2016. Uh, how freelance is what, like working in a restaurant, <clears throat> pushing personal work back to the, to the back of the queue, uh, advice from an old man, and uh, seeing the magic in ordinary objects. Okay, these are things that are on my mind right now. Uh, it is uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. I am getting a very late start to work today. Uh, because I've been working all morning on, on trying to finish a freelance project. Um, make a dent in a freelance project is more like it. Because I didn't even do that. So finishing is so far out of my perception right now that I, I can't really I can't really even look at it because uh, it's too far away. You know, I'm very tired. If I can't string a sentence together, it's, it's because of that. I'm not going to... I'm, I'm going to assume that it's... Be, I'm going to blame it on being tired instead of my failings as a human being. Uh, okay. I have been up since 2.30 in the morning this morning so I'm starting another day on top of the one I just finished and we'll resume again tonight uh, I was up late well late not not very late honestly in most people's perception of late but uh, I was up till about 9.30 last night I was out I decided to go to an artist lecture at my college uh, to, with a friend uh, the artist was Wayne Tebow uh, it was a very interesting experience, very smart, very uh, uh, astute uh, man who is 96 years old and making a lot more sense than I will make today. Uh, it was great. Uh, it was a good experience. I'm glad I did it. It was uh, unfortunately put a, a bit of a dent in my... I'm going to use that. I'm going to go back to that again. Dent. I put a bit of a... a, a delay on, on my progress on my freelance project that is still looming in front of me like a dark, dark cloud full of rain and possibly hail and maybe lightning uh, and maybe a tornado, I don't know how bad could it get? let's see, we'll see time will tell um, yeah, when I came home because yesterday I didn't get to do a lot of sketching, I came home from the lecture and I wanted to start sketching. Because I, I felt like I was going to stay up late and work on the freelance while I still had uh, some energy left in the day. But when I got home from that thing, I sat in my chair with Bebo. Bebo, my little buddy, the bird. Uh, because... When I come home, I was gone all day, and I was out all night. I didn't get to come home after work. So when I come home, I feel so bad for little Bebo. He's, he's stuck in a little, in a cage all day, the little guy. And he's my little buddy, and I love him. So I'm sorry I'm emotional because I'm tired. Uh, you, by the way, having pets is morally reprehensible. Have I said that? <laughs> you, this is an opinion I actually have. Having pets is the is just ethically unsound. Uh, it's the equivalent of slavery. 
it's by the way you want to shut down a party conversation real quick <laughs> at any at any mixer of any kind you just bring this topic up believe me it has worked for me at least a dozen times you know i believe having pets is morally reprehensible what you're a monster what kind of monster feels this way well what think about it imagine you treated your children this way right you think they're cute for a while anyway your children right you have children and then you you figure out you work with scientists to figure out how to keep them small and cute so you don't they don't have to grow up and 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 go through their awkward stage right you figure out a way to make them cute there are some problems on the along the way they may have sinus trouble they make they may not be able to stand up on their two feet you know they may have a little trouble eating get a little infections in their eyes or whatever but who cares small price to pay for being cute forever so we've got these genetically modified children and we keep them in the house we keep them in the house until they're dead and then we bury them in the backyard it's awful you would not do that with human being i don't know why we do it with animals it's terrible uh oh man because i i bring this up because my little buddy bebo I feel so terrible having him in the house and having him in a cage, so I let him out. I think that's what I was getting to. I let him out all the time. He's a free-range chicken. And uh, and it doesn't make me a dirty person, by the way. I clean up after it real well. Uh, and you kind of got to. Uh, but I, I, I feel terrible when he's at home. God, that was that was... I cannot... I'm not going to be able to make sense today. So when I got home, I let Bebo out, and we're sitting there together, and I was trying to draw, and I, I literally passed out like a, like a, like I just fell asleep dead. And I don't remember what I was doing, and I, re- I woke up with a stiff neck and, and went to bed. And Bebo, thankfully, flew up on the curtain rod and went to sleep as well. He's got more sense than I do. Uh... What? I was going to try to stay up, but I couldn't stay up. So I got up at 2.30 this morning. That was... <laughs> what am I, half an hour in? I'm getting to my first point. So how freelance is like a restaurant, working in a restaurant? It's because this. I went to this lecture last night, and I remembered that if I had played by my own rules, I wouldn't be at that thing. I would be at home working. And this is how I felt when I worked in restaurants resorts and places like that where where you do basically food service or hospitality I was a bartender for a while and a, and a, and a restaurant server uh, I got a sore throat that's not a good sign that's how you know you're not you're working too hard I always get sick when I don't sleep and then I give myself a hard time because I didn't get anything done but then I get sick I, it happens every time I got a sore throat now not make it around to all my points when I worked at a restaurant or a, or a resort or when I was doing food service or hospitality I would miss out on a lot of things because every time you're going to make money at one of those jobs you got to be there when it's busy and every time it's busy is when everybody else is having fun so it's a weekend or it's a holiday or it's some other event that, that 
people are cel- out celebrating because they got the weekend off. It's Friday night, it's Saturday night, it's Sunday morning. And when you want to make money working at a restaurant, those are your shifts you got to do. So you miss everything, basically. So for the period of time in my 20s when I was working in places like that, uh, I missed everything. I had friends who already had office jobs and were working and, and uh, had the weekends off. And, and you miss all the stuff that they do because you can't do it. The only way to do it is to take the week off or to take, a, take everybody's shitty shifts that they don't want, which I've done. But then you end up with $50 for the week, and, and that's that. Anyway, taking freelance is a lot like that. Because if I had played by my own rules and been home doing my work like a responsible human being, I wouldn't be out at that lecture, and I wouldn't have had that experience. And it reminds me of why I stopped doing this in the first place. It's not just the lack of sleep. It's the, it's the missing out. You know, the, the experiences in life that you can have, uh, but because there's no structure to the freelance, there's no, uh, and I'm sure there were, everybody's experience is different. I'm sure there are people who work that out. But, they, but they, for me, there's never been any structure to it, so I, I just got to fit it in. And when you fit it in, it, it basically takes the place of anything else you would have been doing that's enjoyable in your life, and that's... I'm, I'm complaining this morning because I'm tired. I told you, when I get tired, I start to lose my mind. And that will happen. So that's how freelancers like working in a restaurant. It was interesting going to the college last night because I was exhausted. Right, It was the end of my work day. I'd you know, been up since 3 in the morning and I ended up late the night before and all that. So I'm in a state of mind right now, in, a, in an emotional state, that's very similar to the way it was when I was in college. So going back to the, I've been back to the campus since I graduated a few times, you know, but never in this emotional state, never impacted emotionally and, and physically. And it, remi- it was funny because it, it reminds me, this happens a lot when you get like a smell or a, or a piece of music and the air is right in the, I don't know, like it's a crisp autumn and you're smelling firewood or something and then you hear a song and then a breeze blows and you see a, a set of colors and it all triggers something that you did not have access to, like a memory or a, better than a memory. It's like an emotion. It's almost like a dream and it triggers... It's, it's, it's this thing you got stored inside that you, can, you can't get to. You can never get to it and until the, this, you know, the planets align. And then all of a sudden you got access for, for a brief moment to that, to that something, whatever it was. A memory of childhood or a memory of your first kiss or a, you know, an autumn when you, I don't know, when you were doing a, a day trip and, and whatever it is, I don't know. So I'm in the emotional state to be back at college, and everything I was doing was very similar to what I did when I was there, and I'm also in a, you know, in the same emotional state, so I had a lot of those triggers, like sense memories, and I was remembering a lot of things that I don't normally have access to, like a drug trip, only it was free, Uh, and then, and then I got too tired and, and I had to go home, so... That had to be over, right? That had nothing to do with anything I wrote down. Uh, Pushing personal goals to the back of the queue. I should address that later. I'm not in a state to talk about that. 
basically, I, I'm reminded of, of when working at the restaurant, I also had to, I had to put all the things that I really wanted to do for fun uh, on hold because there was no weekend available for me. And the same, I feel the same way. When you take freelance projects, you've got to push all the stuff you really wanted to be doing. Maybe personal goals you set for yourself. You have to push them aside and then put someone else's goals in front. And then they, they get queued up and they're back there in the back of the line. In the back of the line while the freelance gets, you know, special treatment like it's in a wheelchair. It gets right to the front. Right this way, sir. Or a VIP status. Less depressing analogy. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about that, but that's negative. I'm not going to. Advice from an old man. So last night, Wayne Tebow is a, you know, uh, he gets this, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't make much sense, so I'm just going to go. I'm just going to ramble. He gets this very lengthy introduction by, this, by one of the staff at the college in the art department. Uh, he gets a lengthy and, uh, I don't know, it was pretentious. The whole thing was pretentious. They use words like... Uh, Jeez, I can't even pull the words up. I got nothing. I'm sorry, I'm a blank today. They used big words that I cannot use right now to uh, to bring him on stage, right? And he's a 96-year-old man. He's in good shape, by the way. Emotionally and physically, in good shape. Uh, they bring him on stage, and he proceeds to undo everything pretentious that was said about him basically, uh, to say a bunch of stuff that was very, uh, I'm not going to call it plain because it was enlightening and, 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 uh, well-spoken and, and, uh, lucid, but, uh, he undoes it all with, by saying things like, you know, I'm not going to talk about art because the idea of art is a dangerous thing. I'm going to talk about painting. I'm going to talk about the beauty of painting and what paint can do. And how painting, painting is, you know, and then, he, and then he gave a lengthy explanation of how he feels about painting. And it was, it was really good. And I am in no state to, uh, to talk about any of that, I think. I am so friggin' tired. Why did I decide to record this? Um, I, maybe I'll come back to that because he's a real smart guy. And he deserves my full attention. Uh, I didn't want to forget it. That's why I want to record it, but uh, he was very romantic about painting and uh, not very romantic about art and the art world and about, uh, uh, I don't know, the art field, criticism, any of the things that sort of you associate with fine art, any of the things that sort of were used to bring him on stage, he put all that away very quickly and very gracefully. Uh, but but firmly, uh, and instead talked about in a very in very romantic terms the beauty of painting and practice the practice of art, not the uh, not the capital A art, but the the practice of uh, doing. Uh, and I was very inspired by that. One of the things he said, and I'm going to have to make this the last on my list. This is seeing the magic in ordinary objects. Somebody from the audience during a Q&A asked him, uh, you know, why he chose to, to uh, in, he's a teacher at, I think it was, uh, well, it was probably UCLA. 
I can't. Oh no, Davis. Maybe Dave, I can't remember. Whatever. One of the UCs. He's he's teaching, and one of the people asked him why he chose to spend his time teaching undergrads when he could be teaching masters or grad students. Uh, you know, basically a higher level. And the way the question was asked was, this guy was kind of a dick. Uh, and I loved the way he responded to that, which was that every new painting is a start, and every new uh, project is a start, and every new exploration is a, is a brand new start. It's a beginning. And so he likes to focus on beginnings, because this is where people need the most guidance. And, uh, you know, an undergrad program, I, you know, all the classes say beginning, but he says it's really just a way to learn how to start. Uh, one of the important things that he enjoys teaching is uh, how to see the, the magic in ordinary things, uh, ordinary objects, uh, which is a very interesting metaphor that I need to keep thinking about. Um, basically, teaching fundamental drawing and painting skills uh, forces you to evaluate space and, and uh, size and, and relationships and color and all those things that on the surface of them don't seem like high art, but are uh, an, uh, a sort of a window into a deeper understanding of, of things. So th- what I got from what he was saying is uh, we, we do these, I don't know, fundamental explorations of surface and uh, the visible and tangible world in order to see through it. That may be as lucid as I'm able to be about that. Uh, It was great. It was a good talk. I'm glad I went. I don't regret it. I regret being tired, but... Well, life's short. Don't have room for so many regrets. I'm not going to use these. All right, I'm going to quit this. I'm so tired. Uh, This is Leonard Angelo. This is December 7th. Uh, Okay.